today, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Today is Trinity Sunday. And the Trinity stands for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is often less than focused in a lot of churches. And so we want to talk about the Holy Spirit this morning. And I don't get to preach a whole lot here. Tim's a pulpit hog. <laughs> By his own admission. And so I get to preach about three times a year. And so I've got four months of stuff I want to tell you. Just relax. It's not that bad. Pray with me. Gracious Lord, it is you that we want. It is you that we need. And we're here, your children in your house, to hear from you. Speak, Lord. Open our minds, open our hearts, open our ears that we might hear from you uniquely, individually, each one of us, exactly what you would have us to hear today as we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So in most cases, you're supposed to preach three points and a poem. Well, today I have five Ps and a story. But we're still going to get done. I want you to hear our scripture this morning. Scriptures from the book of John, chapter 14, verse 16 through 21, and then verse 26. Hear the word of God. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And now verse 26. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so, how many of y'all think God makes mistakes? Okay. Then you are here today for a reason to hear what God wants you to hear. Let's go and hear what He's got to say. Last week, Tim preached on Pentecost and told us all about what happened and the Scripture from Acts 2. And he said, 
that it was very possibly two things. That it was the birthday of the church or it was a catalyst event for the church. Well, I know you know the Scripture, so we're not going to go through that. But I want to confirm the fact of those two events. And that was true. But I want to ask you one more question. That the last part of that Scripture, they said, what does this mean? And I want you to ask that this morning. What does this mean for me? What are the effects of Pentecost for me? What do I need to hear today? And those effects for us as Christians, as disciples, are huge. So what do we need? Let's look at that and see. The first P is for promise. We want to hear Jesus' promise. And He said in John 14, He said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. He says, I will ask the Father if Jesus asked the Father, do you think God's going to pay attention? If Jesus says, I will do that, do you think Jesus is going to do it? So pretty much what Jesus is saying He's going to ask is a done deal, isn't it? And in all of that Scripture, John 14, 16 through 17, it says, you, 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 you. And I want you to do me a favor this morning. I want to put your name every time it says, you. I will ask the Father, and He will give Barry another advocate, to help Barry and be with Barry forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But Barry know Him. For He lives with Barry and will be in Barry. Your name. That's how personal it is. That's what Jesus is saying is that He's going to ask the Father and He's going to give an advocate to you this morning. And as, as we look at that, I think it was really interesting. An advocate. How many of us could use an advocate? Somebody who goes and, and tries to petition on our behalf. Somebody who tries to make things happen for our good. An advocate. But in Scripture, in different translations, there are different names used other than advocate. Listen to these. Helper. Comforter. Counselor. Companion. Spirit of truth. 
intercessor, strengthener. Could we use some of that? Do we need that? When I was a long time ago, I was a first-time parent. Pam and I were first-time parents. And my daughter, Heather, was our first child. Those of you who have had children, those of you who have had first children, and those of you who have had first children that were girls, understand Barry didn't have a chance. She had me wrapped around her finger. And then other ways that she knew how to get her way with me is she had a special name for me. It was Didi. D-E-D-D-I-E. Didi. And any time she would say Didi, I'd reach for my wallet. I'd know I was in trouble. And she would say, Didi, I need. Well, that was all she had to say. And we get it. We'll find out a way. And she would always come to me. She wouldn't go to Pam. Come to Didi. And yes, there were things that she asked me for that we had to say no. But she knew if there was a possible way for it to happen, that I was going to do it for her. She was my little girl. And we still tease about that today. And my two boys have not let me forget that. (laughs) They say she's the favorite. But do you know a situation where you might have a connection with somebody that you call by a special name who wants to hear all of your needs and loves you so much that they want to do everything that is best for you? That's what we're talking about this morning. When we say, I need, God hears Just like we talked about in the children's time. He wants to know what you want, what your needs are, what problems are. He wants to know. And so it's important for us that we hear His promise. But that we ask. Ye have not because... Ye ask not. Then Jesus was talking to his disciples. And those of you who have been in my Bible studies have heard me say, according to the, the book of Barry, Jesus said, I got to go home. I got to go back to the Father so I can send to you. What you need, the comforter, the counselor, who will be with you, who will be in you, and who will guide you in everything that you need according to what I've taught you. Now that's a Cliff Notes version. Hear the real scripture. 
But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Notice what he said. It is to your advantage that I go away. You got it wrong. Don't be full of sorrow. I want you to know it's not what you're losing, it's what you're gaining. You're, you're not losing me. I'm going to be part of it with you. But you're also going to have something you don't have now. You're going to have an infilling of the Holy Spirit who will be your guide in all that you need. You got it wrong. That is an advantage to you. It's what you need if I go away. And yes, we have that advantage and God wants to give us all of that and so the next P is power and passion that same scripture from Acts 1.8 but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth you will receive power. That's what the effects are of the power when you receive it. The effects may be, may be that God frees you. Tim was talking about the freedom that we enjoy today, celebrating those that have died and, and made this day possible as their sacrifice. That's freedom. But God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit also want you to be free. And that's what the Holy Spirit, when Jesus said, I've got to send Him to you. I've got to send the Comforter so that when you're grieving, when you're discouraged, when you're going through difficulty, and as we did through COVID, when you're even in a depressed state because you're isolated, that comforter is there for you. And the counselor, the one who wants to guide us and direct us and keep us in focus according to God's plan for us, to keep us on the main path and not the detours that we take. That counselor... The companion that's closer than a brother who knows everything about us and still loves us and still wants the best for us. That is the effects of being free. And being free of sin and death and sickness. And that includes addictions bondages, and evil control. Addictions. That's a prevalent word. It's not them. 
It's us. We all have addictions. We all have bondages. We all have temptations that we've submitted to. And once you submit it, submit to it, it becomes part of you. You need freeing from that. And this power will give you that freedom. The freedom. And you say, I don't feel comfortable. This thing talks about witnessing. That's not my thing. What I want you to know is that is in the natural life. That is in the natural spirit. This is supernatural power. This is supernatural to be able to help you to be what you, what you aren't in the natural. It does give you the power to witness. It does give you passion. And, and passion is something that we often overlook. Passion is, comes from our appreciation from what God has done for us, how much He loves us, how much He's taken on Himself and, and paid the price for our sin. What He has done and what He has done in the past, what He's doing now, what He promises to do for our future, all that is in appreciation for that. And the excitement that comes as we think on that and as we understand that that creates a passion in us that can't help but overcome those things that try to hold us back and that passion helps us to build the kingdom and to tell others good news can i get an amen is there any passion out there we are blessed to be a blessing God blesses us all the time. And we can't hold it in like this. We've got to give back like that. And when do we witness? And where do we witness? You've got the power. You've got the passion. And I'm going to do it when I go to Samaria, right? Because that's what it says. Actually, what it says is when I'm in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria, wherever you are, God has given you His gift. And He wants you to use that gift every second, every minute of every day, every circumstance you come in contact with. That person needs to see the Comforter the counselor, the advocate, at work in and through you to them. Can you do that? Sure you can. You've seen that billboard all the time. God will not ask you to do something He doesn't equip you to do. You are equipped to be His witnesses, His vessels with passion. And then the next P. Is purpose. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the age. Being led by the Spirit. Being used by the Spirit. And do you know that sometimes we sin. I know. Don't look at your spouse right now. 
There are two kinds of sin. Sins of commission, which we do. Sins of omission, which we don't do. They're equal sin. So when we sin, what happens? Well, let's look at the next Scripture from 1 Thessalonians. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. We do sin. And when we sin, the power and flow of the Holy Spirit is not the same as when we first received it all. The Spirit wants what's best for you. The Spirit rejoices when you do what's right. And the Spirit weeps and sorrows when you do what's wrong. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about when I say get a check in your spirit? Sometimes something in the spirit says, Barry, do you think you ought to be doing that? Do you think you ought to be thinking that? Do you think you ought to be saying those kind of things? That's a check in your spirit. That's the Holy Spirit saying, maybe that's not what you ought to do. I think we all need to be restored. We all need to be freed from those things that we've done wrong that clog up the channels. And so the next P is pursuit. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 14, 26. That's always been reassuring to me because I forget. And I'm old and my memory is not what it used to be. So I depend on Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help me remember things like some of your names. <laughs> Pam's really good at that. Another reason I keep her around. Yes, he says that the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, is going to teach us all things and remind us of everything that I've said to you. And then, if He shows us and convicts us of things that are harmful, then what do we do? We have to ask Him for forgiveness. Are we pursuing righteousness? Are we pursuing His cleansing us? All we have to do is submit to Him and He'll give us what we need. Ann Graham Lotz tells a story. Billy Graham's daughter, they were living in the mountains of North Carolina, up on a mountain. And it was tough to get to their house, had a little small road. And in the wintertime, under that road, over that road, water would just cover it and turn to ice. And so they couldn't get in or out. 
when Ms. Graham, Ann's mother, came up with the idea that they'd run a pipe under the road and that pipe would be there so that the water would drain all the way through, everything would be safe, it would never get on the road to freeze. One winter, it froze and they went and checked and sure enough, the pipe had gotten all clogged up. It was clogged up with all kinds of dead leaves, all kinds of extra trash, and yes, even a dead salamander. Not sure that we have salamanders around here. But all that had clogged up the pipe and kept the water from being able to flow as it should so that there was not any danger. How about you and I? Are we clogged up? That pipe had to be cleaned out. Sometimes when we quench the Spirit, when we have done things that we shouldn't have done, when we have not done the things that we should have done, we get clogged. Jesus says, I'm going to ask the Father and I'm going to send to you the one who can make it right so that all of what is available to you with the Holy Spirit that we've been keeping back here in our back pockets, all of that Holy Spirit power can come forward and be used to direct everything in our lives. That's what's available to us today. As we move into our clothes. If in fact, any of you have quenched the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit isn't the same as it was. The passion of the Holy Spirit isn't as much as it used to be. It's still available to you. And also, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior for the infilling of that Holy Spirit, it's available this morning, right now, in this place. May we be His vessels. May we be His purpose. May we be in pursuit of His will for our lives. Pray with me. Gracious Lord, here we are. Lord, we thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power that's available to us. And Lord, if there's some here who have never accepted you, Lord, hear their request. Free them of their sins. May they become part of your family and the power surge in them and through them to forgive them of all of their sins. And Lord, for any of us who have not done what we should have done, either commission or omission, free us from that, Lord. Help us 
to hear and let the Spirit move in our lives in every way that you choose. Free us today, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.